0: Headline Hollywood! Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope! Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. And I'm Jeff. How you doing this week, Jeff?
1: I'm fantastic. Feeling a little under the weather, though.
0: Ooh, a little under the weather. You know, it's the changing of the season. A little bit happening right now. I, I've noticed that my my sinuses are starting to kick up. You might hear
1: you might, might hear a little bit of sniffles. I I might be a little extra <laughs> groggy
0: today because uh, I've been getting a, a little bit of a scratchy throat every morning. Hopefully, it's not uh, it's not too bad.
1: Well, after this, you're going to be completely sick next weekend. This time, yeah, yeah.
0: I'll be torn up because you just gave me the the cold. <laughs>
1: since everybody should be listening to these on their Monday morning drive to work, um, that's when Corey's gonna be sick next week. Just throwing that out there. I'll,
0: I'll be hating life and you'll be loving this podcast. Hopefully. Exactly. (laughs) Every week with the help of our super time computer, Al, we, uh, we get a year and a category that, uh, will tell us what we're going to be debating, uh, from the Oscars of past years past. Jeff, why don't you go ahead and uh, turn Al on and uh, let's find out what year and category we'll be debating this week. All right, Al, let's kick it. <makes sound>
1: All right, so we have our year in hand.
0: That's right, it's time for headlines.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's time for headlines. So I'm going to throw out a couple headlines from the year that this Academy Awards occurred. And we're going to try and see if Corey can guess the year. I do wanna say, <laughs> I do want to say <laughs> that there has been some compu- confusion in the past. The Academy Awards always happens the year after the year the movies come out. I want to make that very clear. Oh, yeah. So typically, if an Academy Awards happens in 2018... The movies have been released in 2017. Mm -hmm. For many of you who are very into movies like we are, this is a common thing. It makes sense. But it can be very confusing when we're talking about movies. We're like, hey, we're doing 2018. (laughs) And then we're like, the year is 2017. So we just want to make sure that everybody understands that when Al has given us an Academy Award year, like the 68th Academy Awards, that will be representative of movies from 1996. Okay? So I'm going to throw out some headlines from the year, and we'll see if Corey can guess what these are. All right, I'm ready. All right, so this was the year that Bill Clinton became president. Didn't we have the year Bill Clinton was impeached one year? Yeah, this is back to back. <laughs> Bill Clinton, uh, the highs and lows wow. of Bill Clinton <laughs> becomes president. And the last time, the last, um, the last
0: one was him being impeached. Well, I, I, I know this. <laughs> should should we continue on to get more headlines? Yeah, throw it out there. Uh, I, I mean, he was. Yeah, he was elected in the 92 election, so he became president in 93.
1: Okay, so um, Corey got in the first one. Woohoo! Awesome. I'm real good at this game, guys. <laughs> so the category Al gave us was Best Supporting Actor. The year is 1994, and the Academy Awards is the 67th Academy Awards. But Corey guessed it, so let's, let's just keep going with the headlines. So, what else happened? In, in 1993, the top rock band in the country was Nirvana. Oh, which yeah. I had to—I had to name that since they were a integral part of my childhood.
0: They were incredibly influential to both Jeff and I. And
1: then also, in that year, the world lost one of the best young actors. This is the year that River Phoenix <sighs> died in front of the Viper Room in, in Los Angeles, right on Sunset Boulevard. Yes, Viper Room, owned by Johnny Depp at the time.
0: We've we've stood on that spot.
1: Yes, and it's crazy. I, I, I poured a little out for the
0: homie. Yeah. Uh, of your
1: eight ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, this, once again, this is going to be the year 1993 and the Academy Awards, which
0: occurred in 1994. Now let's take a look at the top 10 grossing, highest grossing movies of 1994. No, 1993. 1993.
1: I just, oh. it, I just fucking told all the people. I, I in... talked up
0: a good game that I that it wasn't confusing to me and I failed. Yeah, now you messed up. I'm sorry. Everybody. Everyone <sighs> thinks it's
1: 1995 Academy Awards.
0: I'm going to be so downhearted the rest of this podcast. i
1: been downhearted, baby.
0: So downhearted, baby. All right, the top 10 highest grossing movies of 1993. 1993 was a pretty good year for movies. I'm just, I'm just going to lay it straight. Some of the ones that didn't make the top... 10 but our movies that i continue to watch to this day are like groundhog day uh sister act 2 uh i mean don't give me those eyes but like that's a real good movie <laughs> i will say that <clears throat> in
1: sister act 2 i mm-hmm. wouldn't watch it if it wasn't for lauren hill oh
0: i love <laughs> lauren hill she's so great
1: the young kid i don't even know his name but the guy that sings uh, joyful, joyful 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 oh he sings, it's he, so good hits, no 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 not joyful joyful um he sings the part in the in the beginning when he hits the really high note. Oh, yeah. Um, Fuck, Al, what's that song? It's, Al doesn't uh, give a shit. Al
0: doesn't care about this one. <laughs> uh,
1: it's uh Don't worry about it, Al. Yeah, man, anyway, that it, song's great.
0: Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, Tombstone came out in this year. God, that's the greatest
1: movie. Sam, starring the greatest actor of all time, Sam Elliott. Sam. Motherfucking
0: Elliott. Sam yeah. motherfucking Elliott. Um we we also had uh Rookie of the Year came out Fuck of this that movie. movie. That sucks. Come on, <laughs> that Wayne's World movie. Two, Made in America. Now, hey, wait,
1: wait. Wayne's World Two is the worst of the Wayne's World, but it, series it was still fun. Of two movies, uh,
0: Hocus Pocus. People love.
1: Oh, Hocus Pocus is great. Yeah, that's the one. No, nah, it's not the one good Halloween movie, but that's the one good family holiday movie. It's a really Halloween
0: good movie. Halloween movie. Yeah. Um, I, which I hear they're they're like rebooting it for for television. Which, oh, please so it's, God, no! It's probably gonna suck.
1: Is it a Netflix or Hulu movie or
0: Hulu show? <laughs> no, it's I think Freeform, which Ugh, is like a, a subsidiary of Disney Networks. I don't know. Uh, Dave came out in this, in this <laughs> That's year. Such a good movie. Cool Runnings. Eh, it's okay. Tombstone. Oh, we already talked about Tombstone. It's um, okay to say it twice. Tombstone. It's worth saying it twice. So good. Uh, as I'm I'm looking at this without any uh, particular. Um, order here. All right. But let, let's get into the top 10. None of those movies are in the top 10, but those are really great movies from the year 1993. Number 10, a movie that I know Jeff loves. I know Jeff loves this movie. Sense and Sensibility? No. I enjoyed this movie when I watched it, but it's a bad movie. Weird Science? Cliffhanger.
1: Oh, God, I love this movie.
0: <laughs> Cliffhanger. I absolutely love this movie. Cliffhanger is a real fun movie. This is... And one it, of Sylvester know, Stallone's best movies. It's a real bad movie, but it,
1: it's so bad it's good. No, but it's a good action movie. I if mean, you're looking for an action movie, this is one of the best. There's not a lot of substance it's got, to the
0: movie, but wait, yeah. it's
1: got the guy, the lead character from Cool Runnings, plays a terrorist. <laughs> okay. It's got John Lithgow, yeah, John Lithgow playing the lead terrorist in he it. helps
0: elevate the the whole the whole thing. Nah,
1: you can't elevate ter- you can't elevate cliffhanger. It yeah, is just a straight up action
0: film. It it has some some really bad special effects, and then it also has some really tense. What special uh, like effects? Are in other like than I mean, when the helicopter blows up and crashes. But that's and not like, really that they. I mean, no, the miniature work is real bad in it. Like it looks like a plastic model that they put a firecracker on. It's it's real bad. <laughs> well, first of all, it was
1: so because remember, you know, you're not gonna. You don't have haters unless you're popping, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. that movie was so good that you actually had Ace Ventura yeah. Nature Calls parody it.
0: Yeah. With you the had raccoon?
1: you had there was a porn movie that came out called Cliff Banger.
0: Cliff Banger. <laughs> so you had That's where Kevin Costner got to start, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Kevin
1: Costner started starred Cl- in that movie. Cliff Banger. Cliffhanger is actually a really good movie. For people who want to watch an action
0: movie that doesn't quite it doesn't need a lot of thinking, it, it's the best of the sort of meathead action movies where it's just like ah, guns, explosions, bruh, you know, like the, like no, it's not it's not a diehard level say, action movie.
1: I would diehard is I a think really good movie. I think it's that's also no, an action movie. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's not like a great dialogue or anything. Come on, it's no, an action it's, movie.
0: It's got a good story. It's got a really good like bad guy, good guy. Thing, the whole quest to get through the building I actually is, think, is really compelling. and
1: I know this you're not going to agree with this, but I actually think that the problem with Cliffhanger is I think John Lithgow goes a little over the top. I think he's actually one of the problems with that movie because mm-hmm. he gets a little mm-hmm. too bad Interesting. in that movie. He's, he's a little too like angry and scary. Like, why would this guy that's trying to steal money be so angry and shooting everybody and killing everybody just for these bags of money?
0: Because it's a bad script.
1: By the way, you realize that Cliffhanger <laughs> is the exact same story as Die
0: Hard, right? It's the exact kind of. same story. Only on a mountain and not... Yeah. <laughs> but but as I'm saying, Die it Hard... Is
1: a team of terrorists. But
0: Die Hard is a good movie. Not terrorists. Cliffhanger it's a team of is, robbers, is not as great, but still fun. But it's a team of robbers that go and they steal a bunch
1: of money mm-hmm. and there's this one virtuous guy... Who is just there by accident, mm-hmm. and he ends up taking on the entire team. It is it is the exact same story as Die Hard. It's like Fast and the Furious and Point Break.
0: Except that the bad guys' plot in Die Hard is multifaceted. They pretend to be there for one thing, but they're really there for another thing. You know, like there's that whole. there, there is a death falling from from very high distance though in both movies. In so, both movies, you know,
1: and the main character who is British in both movies. Yeah. Dies from falling off. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> uh,
1: no, no, let's just make this whole about the whole thing about cliffhanger. About Hanger. cliffhanger. Yeah, this okay. is a so, retrospective on cliffhanger. By the way, I will say one more thing about cliffhanger. It is one of Sylvester Stallone's highest-grossing movies. It might be. Yeah. It, no, it. it, it that's a, that's a fact. Yeah. He's only had three. I think it's the only movie that was not a series, like Rambo, um, and a standalone. Yeah. A standalone. It's, I think it's the only one that actually did over.
0: You mean a Cop remote. Copland did, didn't do? Copland didn't mm. no. Yeah, that's a really good movie, but nobody saw it. Yeah, apparently he 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 didn't work out for that movie.
1: No, he's very he ate, large. Like, a lot of pancakes. Yeah. For he that ate movie. all
0: the pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: did for free too. Oh yeah, Copland he did that movie for free.
0: Did he, oh did he really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's a good movie. Like I think that's one of his like best movie like in the caliber of best movies for people don't want sly, sly Stone for sly, good sly movies. Stone. They want him to blow shit up. I like I like it when people try. <laughs> Dude, ask, but ask
1: anybody how many people have seen The Expendables mm. and how many people have seen Copland.
0: See, but The Expendables is real fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> people like Sylvester Stallone in like badass action movies.
0: I agree. Yeah, but he does have chops. He just doesn't use them a lot. Um, Number, anyway. number nine, probably one of the most important films of the year, and probably one of the most important films of the decade, Schindler's List.
1: Oh, yeah. And since since we're not doing Best Picture to, right now, we're actually doing Best Supporting Actor today. Mm-hmm.
0: We're making a
1: change. <laughs> so we're doing Best Supporting Actor, and we're talking about that. We're keeping it fresh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to um, – did that actually win?
0: It did. It won Best Picture in this year, and I would not never argue against Schindler's List no. winning Best Picture. Now that's why we're not doing Best
1: Picture today because how could any other movie that year get the Academy Award other than Schindler's List?
0: Now I do believe that there is a nomination in Supporting Actor for this year that was in Schindler's List.
1: Yes, there I think is. Ray
0: Fiennes was uh, was nominated for, and
1: we will get to him when we put up our new actor metric.
0: Okay, we'll get to that. All right. Schindler's List, it's a really great movie. Can't recommend it enough for everybody to see at least once in their lifetime. It's you one of can't. those movies that is like a must-see before you die. You
1: can't not see that movie.
0: I agree. Uh, number eight is another good movie, but not necessarily one that needs to be added to that same list, uh, but The Pelican Brief. It's a dad movie. <laughs> but it's I don't good, think it's a dad movie. It's a good dad movie. movie. Good dad that, movie. Oh, it, yeah, when we were talking you know, in previous episodes, it sort of falls into that category of like, oh, yeah, it's a dad Yeah, but this one has, has Julie
1: Roberts. Yeah. So that Denzel makes it Washington? not exactly right. a dad movie. You throw Julie Robertson in, it kind of makes chick flick. So it's like a, it's like, it's, it's like, like not throwing, very chick flicky though. No, but you throw you throw certain actresses into movies, it makes them chick flicky. You know, you throw you throw Sarah Jessica Parker into anything. You throw, th- <laughs> you throw. No, I'm just saying it makes it makes it makes it into a chick movie. You sure. know, Anna Kendrick, she's it's, in anything. It's a, it's a good movie. Um, I like Anna Kendrick. She's if but if she was in Jack Ryan. You know that new series on
0: mm, it would make Jack Ryan better. Although yeah. Jack Ryan, have you been watching? Have you seen it? I saw, I saw the whole thing. Oh my! I haven't. I, haven't I watched the, it to whole, the. I like, binge watched the whole thing. I'm like on episode five. Oh no! Right I watched the whole thing in one night. <laughs> I, I'm watching it with my wife, so like I can't like gr- watch it binge watch it on my own, like I usually do with with other uh, seasons that she doesn't want to see. Or different the shows.
1: gratuitous shots of John Krasinski with his shirt off are get a little annoying, but other than that. It's, it's no, but there's fine. like shots where he's just like walking through a room with no shirt on. It's because like, he's got. Do the, you really need? He's got the back scars. No, it... it's no, it's not even when they're showing his back oh. <laughs> scars. It's like he's just walking up to a mirror, showing yeah. his like frontal chest area. He
0: looks great, by the way.
1: <laughs> like, dude, come on.
0: Why? Come on. Why has he not become a superhero of some sort in a movie? That's all uh, I want. Because
1: know. you've got uh, Chris, everybody, Chris Evans, Chris yeah. Pine, but Chris. He's a,
0: but he's a John. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's
1: got to change his name to Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris, Chris Krasinski. Chris,
0: Chris Krasinski. Uh, all right, moving on from Pelican Brief, number seven, In the Line of Fire. Terrible movie. Such a good movie. So bad. I don't know why you don't like this movie, man. It's it's just, it's such a dated 90s thriller movie. It's not movie. dated. And it John Malkovich totally
1: was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for this he, movie. He is
0: nominated. He is the- And he, it made
1: John Malkovich
0: John Malkovich. I, I agree. He is the shining star in this movie. But the movie and Dylan as McDermott a whole, should have had no career after oh this movie God, because he's, he's so, so bad. <laughs> he's
1: so bad in this movie. This um, and the movie Wonderland, which Val Kilmer was fantastic in. If you ever see Wonderland, yeah. Dylan McDermott is even worse.
0: That's the John Holmes. Yes. So yeah.
1: Dylan McDermott is awful.
0: He's he's not great. Yeah.
1: If he, unless it's in the practice,
0: he's yeah, not very good in anything he's not, else. He's good on TV. Um, after in in the Line of Fire number six, Indecent Proposal, great movie with uh, Woody Harrelson.
1: I would not put in the great cat- great movie category.
0: the The plot is super dumb. Yeah, I'll backpedal with you. I mean, it's. I, I think what what um, sort of colors that movie in in my memory is that it it was such a salacious topic, like where a guy yeah did push buys a lot of dude's wife, and so like watching, especially in '93. Like, I probably didn't see it in '93 because I was way too young. My parents but, like, when were a lot I, more
1: liberal with what I could watch,
0: so I, I actually did. I saw it in the movie theater. I think with my parents, really. I'm not kidding. No, um, well, I mean, you're, you're a couple years older than me, so I probably saw it around the same age that you saw it, but I didn't see it when I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: that was only, sure. I was only 12.
0: Yeah, I may have I been saw. 12. I was 12 when I saw Pulp Fiction, and like I started getting introduced to better films. My dad was just like, yeah, it's film. Like, I'll fast forward through the weird stuff.
1: My parents almost walked out of Pulp Fiction, actually, because I did well, see that in the theater, and my parents were like, we can't have you in the theater to see this.
0: It's pretty intense. Yeah, my, my dad would like, my dad previewed Pulp Fiction because he heard a bunch of stuff about it and then um watched it with me and then like stopped it during the gimp scene and like uh was like, close your eyes while he fast forwarded through when the through Oscars. scene. So I didn't see that scene for like a decade. When
1: the Oscars re-released it, nobody had seen it because it was an indie, indie film. The Oscars re-released them into, the, into all the major theaters because it was giving so much hype because everybody was nominated from it and then yeah. my parents were like hey we got to see this movie so they took us not knowing what it was and then I was there watching because that's one thing we used to do as a family we always used to see so go see one movie but they just yeah. knew because the previews just showed like Uma Thurman dancing to different 70s
0: music just doing doing yeah. that little twist and and John and John Travolta, uh, John Travolta, doing, Travolta yeah that's that, doing that the was eye the, thing with his fingers yeah
1: so it looked like kind of a it didn't look the, it was a very misleading preview. Yeah, you didn't
0: know that like 15 minutes into it, somebody was gonna get his head blown off.
1: <laughs> yeah, or the it, and initially off the bat, they're talking about they're talking about um, oral sex. Yeah, right away and, and
0: everything is motherfucker this motherfucker yeah, that yeah.
1: And they use the n word just mm-hmm. way more than they should have should have, which yeah. I've never understood.
0: Quentin Tarantino. Uh, you know he
1: likes to be edgy. <laughs> yeah, but there's some you know there's some racist stuff in that movie. Yeah, that's not even like do you know like when when Uma Thurman's ordering a shake, she says I'd like the shake, and he says Would you like that Amos and Andy or was it that Martin and Lewis or Amos and Andy? Like why they have oh, to chocolate order? Or why would you have to order? Why can't you just say Would you like that chocolate or vanilla?
0: Uh, I think that had to do with the sort of theming of the restaurant, and it was like it, it had to be racist. Well, yeah, no, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying like I I think that's where that sort of comes from?
1: Yeah, but I just think... Like,
0: why the shakes were named, that the $5 shake was named after acting pairs? I got why they're named acting pairs, but I thought that was a little bit over the top. Yeah.
1: You know? Uh, I mean, I, like, I, I, see, I you see your didn't point. didn't have to go there. I understand why he always defends his use of the N-word, mm. which I still don't agree with, but I think it's gratuitous for him, especially in Pulp Fiction. And mo- I understand with Django Unchained, because sure. it's a period piece. With Pulp Fiction... When he is acting in it, which he's an absolutely terrible actor, yeah. but in the scenes that he's in, he is using the n word so often
0: yeah it's it's this weird thing where like it it gives him freedom to use it because he's portraying a character,
1: but his character you know, you know is saying? a white guy living no, no, in inglewood, no. no I know <laughs> but, but i but I'm saying in like, the
0: nineties <laughs> like that that's how his moral compass gets around it, I think you know I'm not justifying the use or or you know the the context, but like I think that's that's the way he justifies using is it. like, Oh, it's my character. So like I can be edgy and say the word and then it isn't so taboo because it's a character saying it. And that character is that way. It's not me. You know, it's just like, like, uh, Edward Norton being a neo-Nazi in American history X. And I understand. Like, n- nobody thought, holy shit, that dude is super racist. They were just like, that was a real compelling performance. No, I
1: understand. I understand in one movie,
0: <laughs> but in yeah.
1: every single Quentin Tarantino movie, he does I agree. that.
0: I agree. But whatever, you know, I mean, well, you know, different thing call them out uh all right jumping into the top five movies of 1993 uh we have tom hanks in sleepless in seattle with meg ryan (laughs) super popular (laughs) movie
1: i know i just love the
0: it's when when harry when
1: harry got mail from sally in seattle that's Uh, uh, yeah pretty much because they're all the same exact movie
0: yeah i mean it's a it's a it's a
1: great movie it actually on its own it's a great movie I like it.
0: It's well written and well executed. It's a heartwarming movie. It's a heartwarming romantic comedy. Sarcastic. I'm not being sarcastic. i it is. Uh, I think without the the child character in that movie, it's, it's when Harry met Sally. Well, yeah, it is with when, when Harry met when Harry met Sally is a lot sharper of a movie. Yeah, there's more adult humor in it, and B- Billy Crystal's a lot. He's a lot snappier. Well, yeah, you know, ex- Billy, Billy Crystal a is a comedian,
1: yeah, and he's able to deliver those lines in a better way than Tom Hanks.
0: Yeah, Tom Hanks, you just want to give a hug. <laughs> you know, like, oh, he's a sad guy. And then they, they did a, a follow up movie years later called You You've Got Mail, which was basically Sleepless in Seattle over AOL.
1: Yeah, but see, you've got you've Got Mail is when Harry met Sally and they have edgy comedians in it that they watered down, like yeah. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Dave Chappelle's in that movie and he doesn't do a single
0: good joke. He was he was trying to get notarized. <laughs> Uh not not Nota- notarized. <laughs> what is what is the term? you N- He's trying to get noticed. Fuck it. Like yeah, you no, know, he became a notary in that. We gotta start doing these podcasts in the morning.
1: God damn it.
0: <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. My brain stops working. Uh number four, The Firm. Good movie with uh Tom Tom Cruise.
1: Yeah, it's probably one of my one of my favorite Tom Cruise films.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh number three, uh, another movie that has a sporting actor that's nominated, The Fugitive. Tommy Lee Jones gets nominated for this. By the way, uh he wins going back to the the firm oh sorry the actor the actress that's in the firm is also
1: in basic instinct, and that's the only two things I've ever seen her in yeah' the, the woman that plays his wife mm. she was in in the firm she was did a great job, and she's in basic instinct as the as the other woman in basic instinct, mm. not not sure so. who who you think at the end is actually the real killer, mm. but then I never really saw her in anything else.
0: There's a lot of actors through this sort of eighties and nineties. Or actresses through the eighties and nineties that that do that. Hollywood sort of cycles through the like young starlet and puts like relatively unknowns in bigger movies against um, like well known lead actors, and then maybe they trickle into a career. But like in more recent times, we're starting to see people who really like hit and then stay as an actress. You know, now we have well, the Jennifer Lawrence. We that have, out. Well, yeah. I'm you sure. can't.
1: You, you, it's it's harder for someone to leave once well, they're here. The
0: the they can industry
1: stay up on
0: the industry has taken less of a misogynistic spin on the movies they make as well, too. So like,
1: well, you can. I'm saying you can promote actors, yourself more. Yes, but it was you, harder to promote yourself without studio backing. Now you don't yeah. need the studio backing in order to promote yourself.
0: But the the sort of tide had shifted a little bit too. Like, there's more. Like substantial roles for female actors to to play, you know. There's a a lot more for you know. They they've made a lot of strides for you know um, females in film and like female directors and all that kind of stuff. Like there, it's becoming uh, you know a better place for um, females to strive in that industry. But back then, it was sort of like girl of the the month. And that's why you see like, oh that, that actress, I only saw her in one other thing, and then she disappears from, you know, Hollywood View. She's in a bunch of other stuff, but you've just never seen her. You know, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, she was
1: a main character in mm-hmm. the firm. Yeah, yeah. It it happens a lot. And in basic instinct.
0: I do I don't know if you do this, but a lot of times when I'm watching movies You look um, up the actor. Yeah, like yeah, I'll be I do like through every movie. I'll be like this this person is really great. Who the fuck are they? And I'll I'll end up going to IMDB or something and trying to look look through through stuff. Yeah, I do the same thing. But let's get back to the list. I think we left off at The Fugitive uh, at number three. Uh, so moving on to number two. Uh, one of my, the next two movies are two of my favorite movies from, from this year, from when I was a kid, uh, definitely. Number two is uh, Robin Williams' movie, Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> directed by Christopher Columbus, who eventually went on to do the first two Harry Potter movies. So, like, you know, I've, I like that director. Yeah. Um, And the number one highest grossing movie this year, not a Star Wars movie, Jeff. Oh, finally. (laughs) Uh, No, it is absolutely the biggest movie of 1993, clocking in at over $100 million more than Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, and that's Jurassic Park.
1: Yeah, I'm actually surprised that nothing from Jurassic Park except for, I think, Visual Effects was nominated. I guarantee it won Visual Effects.
0: Yeah, um...
1: And actually, I just watched Jurassic Park. It still holds up.
0: I mean, th- there's an argument to be made that uh, Jeff Goldblum should have got a supporting actor nod. Yeah, in, in I Jurassic would Park. say
1: that. But you know what? Okay. You and I were talking before we started about how actors that always play one part. That's Jeff Goldblum.
0: Jeff Goldblum okay. kind of always <laughs>
1: plays Jeff Goldblum.
0: Yes. but I love him. In, in, that. in that role, he's perfect. Yeah. So, the, the, you know, an, an actor can be sort of one-noted, but then when they find a role that is perfect for them, then it works so well. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it doesn't matter that they are only, like, one or two characters in the rest of their career. I will say
1: I would much rather watch Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park than Tommy Lee Jones in, in the, Fugitive? the Fugitive. Yeah, absolutely. Because all right, Jeff let's... Goldblum... Is fantastic in Jurassic Park. Let's, He's
0: great. Let's go ahead and get into it because there's a couple other actors that I that I want to bring up. Um, let's go ahead and just go through the nominees. You know who hosted? Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg did host. Yeah, I do not remember Whoopi Goldberg hosting. I do. I, I do. All right, let's get into the nominees. <laughs> 1984
1: Best Actor in a Supporting Role: Tommy Lee Jones, The Fugitive. Leonardo DiCaprio, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Rafe finds, Schindler's List, John Malkovich, In the Line of Fire, Pete Postlethwaite, Postlethwaite? Postlethwaite? Postlethwaite, In the Name of the Father.
0: English names, man. (laughs) Can't fucking read that. (laughs) By by all accounts, a a pretty decent actor list. Um, You know... I, I have I have my issues within the line of fire, but John Malkovich is the shining star of of that movie. You know he he is the most compelling part of that movie. Yeah, so you can't like, deny
1: how good he was in that movie. Even if you don't like yeah. the writing, the story, even Clint Eastwood, it eh, was okay.
0: He was Clint Eastwood.
1: There's a scene in that movie when they're in the house and the guy they're talking to the CIA quote unquote CIA mm. where he's like, <laughs> it really looks like he's looking for his line. <laughs> One, Dylan McDermott goes, what's that? And he looks at him for a second, and he looks back, and he goes, uh, he's an assassin. But like, it looks like he's kind of oh, yeah. looking for his line.
0: What's a wet boy? Yeah,
1: what's <laughs> yeah. a wet boy? And then everybody kind of looks at him like, you're supposed to say something here. Yeah. And he goes, he's an assassin. He, he's an assassin. But then he says, he says the line, so like...
0: Yeah, it might have <laughs> been that way. Yeah, that, That's another movie, too, where um, Rene Russo is the love interest. And, is and another old guy. Very young, Russo, young chick. very old Clint Eastwood. Uh, You know, th- th- Hollywood loves that pairing. They, they absolutely love it. And it doesn't, it's not, especially in this movie, it's not that believable. Just, she like instantly has sex with him. Although like they have a bit of a flirt, flirt thing. She's a little
1: older than the other ones. Like we were talking about before the age difference is a lot closer with them than Sean Connery and Catherine head Jones.
0: Yes, but still it it's that same sort of formula that Hollywood loves where it's like Old older dude. older actor,
1: young attractive female.
0: Young attractive female. Uh really good really good nomination list. Let's go through the slightly adjusted metric for um actors and it's still based off of a five-finger system. Number 1 is the role Oscar worthy. Uh number 2, would the movie be the same with a different actor? Uh number 3, Is this an example of their best work? Number four, were they believable in the role? And number five, were you invested in their character?
1: And just to touch on some of those, the fifth one is one I care the most about because when I leave a movie, I want to be able to think back on that movie and I want to still think about that character. I want to have an emotional interest in the character that I've been watching for the last two hours. If I don't feel that, then I don't feel that they should be nominated for an Oscar.
0: Yeah, in, in sort of like movie writing terms, you always want to have the unknown before and after that people fill in. They, they, you, the audience, fill in, and that is what makes sort of the compelling. If you care about the before and the after of the movie that you've watched and the characters that you've watched, then the sort of writing, the portraying, everything has done its, its proper job, and that's sort of what that, that gets to.
1: When Corey and I started looking at this metric, we saw a couple other actors this year that came out with movies that we thought for best supporting actor, they should definitely have been nominated for the movies they were in and the characters they had portrayed.
0: Yeah, I mean we we already kind of touched on, on one, Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. He's a prime example of an actor who, in a supporting role, was you know, super you know, compelling. You believed him as Dr. Ian Malcolm. You know, you, you, um, his, his portrayal was, was Oscar worthy. He is, he is the, this like beacon in the middle of Jurassic Park, um, that in Jurassic Park is a great movie around him, but he's this beacon in the middle of that movie so much so that he's become a meme and he he's, you know, that alone speaks to, you know, did, did we care about him? Did we carry him with us? You know, uh, and I think one of his best roles. So I think he, he definitely should, should be added to the, uh, to the list.
1: Also, uh, one of the actors I think that was kind of snubbed this year was Val Kilmer. Oh, God, yes. Val it, Kilmer's oh. portrayal of Doc Holiday Doc Holliday in Tombstone is very good. And the next year, Kevin Costner came out with his version of the same movie. Not, and it not was as good.
0: Terrible.
1: <laughs> not as good. It was like, oh, it was too long. Yeah, it was twice as long and twice as bad,
0: and not as fun. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Doc Holliday. I mean, if you think of Doc Holliday now, you think of Val Kilmer's portrayal, of, of Doc Holliday in
0: Tombstone. He lost a ton of weight. He did the opposite of the Sylvester Stallone thing, where he 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 didn't <laughs> and eat he got all paid. the pancakes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and he got he got paid to, to do the role. Yeah, Val Kilmer is so good as Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Yeah, and- like I wanted to be a cowboy. After watching *Tombstone*, and talk about movies of Doc Holliday, I'll be a Huckleberry. Yeah. Oh my God, he's so good. Yes. Oh, but there's so many good good actors that were in supporting roles this year. I mean, why aren't we talking about the whale and Free Willy for best supporting actor?
1: He. It would have been difficult for them to get him into the into that the, whale was the rock of that movie. Bringing the tank into literally
0: elevated that movie.
1: He did better in, C- Will- in Free
0: Willy 2. That's
1: true. Free this- Willy Two was really where his sh- he shined.
0: Yeah, he was working through the kinks of figuring out how to act in Free Willy, and then Free exactly. Willy Two knew exactly what to do, hit all of its marks. There was no awkward pauses. Exactly. Frankly, I thought Free Willy. He was kind of phoning it in. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. Can we add another four to the list? Though I I don't think we can. I, I we probably we probably should pick two. I I don't know. Yeah, let's just go with two add-ons. And uh
1: let's see who who are we adding on officially? Val Kilmer,
0: definitely. Def- definitely. I, I'm I've, there's a strong case and of Jeff Goldblum. I think Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum.
1: I think we should add Jeff Goldblum and Val Kilmer.
0: Yeah, I mean Denzel Washington maybe not because And Denzel Washington's already won. He well, but he was he was sort of meant to be a lead actor in that movie, so maybe he doesn't quite qualify for supporting actor.
1: Well, we can make an argument for several supporting actors <clears throat> in this year, like uh, Lorenz Tate. And others. But uh, let's 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 start with the the
0: group we have right now. All right. So we'll we'll settle on Val Kilmer and Jeff. Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Okay. I I think I'm I'm okay with this list. I mean if All we right. could if we could just eliminate Tommy Lee Jones from the list, we can't do that because he's actually nominated, but then, then I think Lorenz State gets gets a nod. <laughs> yes.
1: All right, so these are the nominees for best supporting actor. Tommy Lee Jones, the fugitive Pete Postlethwaite for In the Name of the Father. John Malkovich In the Line of Fire. Leonardo DiCaprio for What's Eating Gilbert Grape? And Rafe Fines for Schindler's List. So let's start with uh let's start with Tommy Lee Jones, because we both know what he's not gonna be. Tommy, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. He wins this damn thing. Is is that Oscar worthy? I don't think it's an Oscar worthy performance. When I found out that he's the one that won this year, Mm -hmm. I didn't remember that, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of surprised.
0: Yeah, like I would have understood. I mean, uh, like Harrison Ford getting a nomination because he is that movie. Like, like, no,
1: I think the I think the the, I don't think he's that movie. I think it needs the Tommy Lee Jones character to make that movie.
0: Uh, I mean, to a certain extent, but a lot of the movie Harrison Ford doesn't talk. No, but like you care so much about his character because yeah. he's been so wronged in, you know, like the wrongful acu- accusation of killing his wife, you know, like you feel so much for Harrison Ford. There's not a lot for you to feel for Tommy Lee Jones. I will Lee say Jones.
1: nobody can portray the outhouse dog house, like whatever house, that mm-hmm, that scene. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's a great scene.
0: Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones adds <laughs> that, that little bit of southern charm to, yeah, to that's- um Marshall Hardass. Yeah, you know. that's
1: that's a great scene. Yeah. I don't know about Oscar Worthy, but it's great. Uh so no no points for Oscar Worthy? I wouldn't say it is. If, right. if that's Oscar Worthy, then fucking cliffhangers Oscar Worthy, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. Next, number two. Okay. Uh, would the movie be the same with a different actor? So could you put a different actor into the fugitive
0: and it be the same movie? I think so. What actor? like a Josh Brolin type? Josh Brolin? I mean, not in 93, but like, Josh Brolin now? But Josh Brolin is just doing Tommy Lee
1: Jones. Well. He's been in a lot of movies oh, with Tommy Lee Jones. he actually played
0: Tom, young Tommy Lee Jones in Men yes, in Black that's 3. What I'm saying. You can't, <laughs> that's right. you can't be, no. So he could definitely step into that role. Yeah. But, I, I don't know. I'm saying at that time. At that time. Oh, man. I wish I remembered more actors from 1993.
1: So at that time you had Tommy Lee Jones. You had Clint Eastwood. You had um, who else? It would have been it?
0: a lesser movie if Clint Eastwood was in it, I think.
1: If he's playing that movie. If he's, okay. if he's okay. playing, that, playing the Tommy you also Lee had, Jones. You also had part? Robert Redford. You also had.
0: Um, Robert Redford wouldn't have done it justice. Robert Duvall. Yeah, I think Robert Duvall could have, could have brought something or like a, like a John Voight could John prob- Could probably have done, done that. I, don't, I still don't think any
1: of those guys. Or like, you know who could have brought who could have brought it? Well, there's two actors that could have brought it. You could
0: have a James Coburn. Fucking, we're missing the big guy here. You could have Sam here. Elliott. I was just about to say, fucking Sam Elliott.
1: Although I don't think, okay, there's, no, there's, there's a, 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 there's a straight man with like this gruffness that Tommy Lee Jones brings to that character. But I don't think the other guys are too laid back and chill. Tommy Lee Jones
0: has an energy about him, even though he's an older man. You'd have to sacrifice a bit of the Southern charm that Tommy Lee Jones brings to it, but I think like a Robert De Niro could have made just as much. I can see impact.
1: the I can see Robert De Niro playing doing that. You know, so I yeah I, I don't or, You know who could. Okay, I got the perfect guy, Gene mm-hmm. Hackman.
0: Gene Hackman would have been great. Gene yeah. Hackman
1: could have played that role. Gene
0: Hackman definitely could have played the the Marshall role. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: no points. <laughs> okay, cuz we could have found, we found someone who can play that role. Yeah. Okay, example of their best work. Mm. I would not I, I don't know. I think it's but an example I think it's an example of some of his best work.
0: Trying to think of of his like catalog. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of the movies that it's comes to, that mind, jumps to mind. Yeah, like, when Tommy Lee Jones Under
1: Siege is the other one for me. <laughs> it really is, man. I mean Yeah.
0: He plays the lead bad guy. He does.
1: In under siege,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, we're. Not, I mean, No Country for Old Men would be another one, but you know, like, yeah,
1: but he's not the shining he's star not, of that movie. He's not he's he's kind of the background he's character.
0: He's good, but yeah, he's not he's not the shining star.
1: Uh, is he believable? Yes, yeah, I think he's believable. I believe Absolutely. that he is Marshall Hardass. He's a U.S. <laughs> marshal. <laughs> I am a and U.S. marshal. to get that guy. Yeah, and I love it when he says, "I don't care." Yeah, that is the best line in that movie. He's,
0: he's very believable. Yeah. Although, I mean, he is kind of playing the same, like, a role that he's played a lot of times before. So you can think of it as they gave him him an
1: Oscar for playing every movie he's ever done.
0: Just like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park is playing (gasps) Jeff Goldblum. But it works. And in in this movie, it does work. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And are you invested in his character? I am. Like, he he keeps me invested in that movie. He's the one that keeps me, like, keep watching for the next, because I actually think Harrison Ford in this movie is kind of boring. I think if you didn't have Tommy Lee, that movie would
0: not be as good. Well, he, I mean, you definitely needed a strong antagonist to Harrison Ford's protagonist, but like... That's why in U.S. Marshals, you needed a Robert Downey Jr. and a Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Without without him in, in the movie, without that character in the movie, without, you know, his... His portrayal in that movie, yeah, it. You, you, there's less characters that you would care about. Although he, it, this is almost kind of the thing with, with the Denzel Washington thing in Philadelphia. Like, he is a major character. Like it's Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones. You know, <clears throat> he could have almost been, you know. And again, it boils down to sort of studio politics. Like, they throw him out for supporting actor because they know that he has a better chance because they can see the list did. of he other won people. It. Yeah, so he wouldn't have won for. And actor. They, they must have pushed pushed hard, yeah, for leading lead actor. So yeah, I don't know. What so what what score does he get? Like a three? What, what, what's he get? A three. Yeah, he, he gets a three out of five. Now, if Tommy Lee was in this movie, <laughs> what would that be like? He would show you his dick. Like, dude, dude. He would have pushed bro, him. He would have bro. pushed him out of that drainage tunnel with his penis. <laughs> <laughs> My pen doesn't work. Fuck it. All right. I got it. I got it. All right, cool. So um next on the list is Rafe. Ray, Rafe? F- yeah. Okay. Fine. Ray Fines. Ray Fines. You just, like like you have to say his name, like his first name is Ray, and then say his last name. Ray, Ray F- Fines. Ray Fines. Fuck guys like that. Ray Fines. Fines.
1: It's like it's like I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Your name's spelled like Ralph.
0: Yeah. It Ralph Fines. Yeah, he's um he's uh, nominated for Schindler's List. He is unnerving in Schindler's Lists. As like Nazi, Nazi, yeah. Nazi concentration camp overseer guy, uh, just heartless, uh, r- really compelling. Let's take him through the metric. Is it Oscar worthy? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The, everything about that movie is Oscar worthy, um, except for black and white. <laughs> It has that one girl in the red coat. I know. I didn't like the black and white aspect of the movie. Really?
1: I, I, I actually really? didn't. You no. got to
0: get over that, man. It, it helps. No, I didn't it like the so aspect much.
1: of that movie for some reason. Really? I didn't like how it was in black and white. I thought it would have been better if they had done a filter, but mm. not black and white. They could have accomplished the same thing they were doing,
0: but not black and white. I think the, They
1: could have done the same thing by making the girl black and white.
0: I think because we're so used to seeing World War II footage in black and white, the emotional tie that we have just towards the greatest generation and that war um, is what makes the black and white work for that movie. It feels real. It feels like we're watching, you know. I felt it did the opposite effect. Footage from the actual war. You I know? feel
1: like in this day and age, if you make the, f- that's why they color all the Vietnam footage and the World War II footage and the Korean footage. If you are able to see it in color. Hmm. I think it makes it more real. No,
0: no, no. I'm not saying that it, it, it makes it... It doesn't make it more realistic. I'm saying that it makes you feel like it happened then.
1: I think the movie would have... And now, first of all, this is Schindler's List. This is one of, held up as one of the most powerful movies of, of all, all time. time. So <laughs> me saying this doesn't mean shit.
0: Yeah, Steven Spielberg doesn't give a shit about you needing Steven to see Spielberg it Spielberg doesn't give a shit about anybody. He's <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Steven Spielberg. Yeah.
1: I'm just saying that as a, as a viewer, if it was... Done in color, maybe the girl was done in black and white. I think that might have been had more power because seeing those images in color, I think sometimes has more effect on people. I
0: disagree. That's fine.
1: Um, Ralph Fiennes, I would say, is or Rafe Fiennes. Rafe. His name is confusing. Oh. Um, when you read it, yes. Would the same movie be the same with a different actor? I think it could be played by anybody. Hmm. I think what is compelling about that role is the role itself. I don't think it is him.
0: Uh, you know what? I, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, I don't think we need to necessarily go through and try to recast him. But, yeah, like, it would need an actor of his caliber, definitely. Uh, but or just a British dude. <laughs> playing German. Um, like every, every yeah, single yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, th- there are plenty capable actors that that could have stepped into that role because the role itself was so good. Yeah, I, I agree. the. Yeah. So no no points there.
1: Isn't an example of Rafe
0: Fine's best work? I mean, he is Voldemort, so I I was gonna say <laughs> I think that
1: he's done some better stuff where he has been the main or he has been the actor that has carried the film. So I don't know if this is the best example of his best work. I think it's a very compelling story. It's it's something that he It's one of the best movies he's been in. I'm saying for him personally. I know, I know. Because we're not doing doing Schindler's List as a movie.
0: We all agree that Schindler's List is a great movie. I mean, it'd be worth it to like say, like, if if somebody was like, oh, I just discovered this guy, Ray Fiennes, what else has he been in? You want to be like, well, definitely watch Schindler's List if you haven't seen Schindler's List. And they'll, those, one of two responses, like, oh, cool, I'll see that movie. Or two, wait, he was in Schindler's List? (laughs) I've seen that movie. You know, Um, yeah, which sort of speaks to the, to the, uh, the point that we just made before, you know I'd give him the point I agree with that but it's definitely worthy of the oscar nomination it's worthy of a win you know believable in the role, I think we both agree that he is yes are you invested in his character i i damn well in in the way that you're invested in a villain, yes yeah you know um you hate him well yeah you, and that's you're invested in that in a, in an emotion with connected to that character yeah so uh for you want to see him just be undermined the entire time he's on screen, yeah? Oh, he got a four. Yeah, he got a four. All right, yeah, that's that feels right again. Yeah, it does. All right, next is uh, Lee. Let's go. Let's go. John Malkovich in "In the Line of Fire." He plays another bad guy that we're talking about. Is his role Oscar worthy? I think his role is Oscar worthy. I think he's the best part of that movie, but the role I'm itself. I'm not talking about the movie. No, 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 no. His, well, I'm, Eric, his I'm character. You, I'm giving you my score. I think he's the best part of that movie, but I'm not sure it's Oscar caliber. I think it is definitely Oscar. I don't. Caliber. I don't think it is. Half score. Half. He gets half a point. Uh, yeah, the, mm. he does the best that he can given that story, but I think he's. Fantastic, there's there's some. It? There's some moments that are overacty and not by him. He's he yeah, yeah, by him. There's there's a yelling there's a John Malkovich yelling scene <laughs> in the middle of that movie where he talks like this like John Malkovich usually does in a lot of his movies and it's 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 jarring. But yeah. I don't know. He's a good villain in a in a thriller. Those types of roles I don't feel are Oscar caliber unless you bring a shit ton of extra stuff so then Ray finds
1: we can take that take,
0: deduct some points for that is no a villain no but he's not nah. a villain in a thriller I'm saying like so so uh the difference would be like Kevin Spacey in seven should I don't I don't know if he I don't know if he did but like he is so extra creepy and puts a whole nother layer well that's his just being himself <laughs> yeah yeah he wasn't acting well we know now yeah um yeah But for the small amount that he's actually on screen, he affects so much of that movie in the most skin crawling way that in a thriller as a villain, he to me would be Oscar Caliber in that role. But Um, okay, we can disagree. John Malkovich, I'm not as sold. (laughs) We can disagree. I think
1: he's a great, he's a great Half
0: point. Half point. Uh,
1: Would the movie be the same without it with a different actor? I don't think it would be the same with a different actor. If you put a different person in that role, I think you need a
0: creepy John Malkovich. Uh, Yeah, I, I, I think I'll, I'll agree with you here. It be, only because John Malkovich is the best part and of I this movie. And I will remind
1: you, you need to see past your dislike of the movie. I understand. We are specifically talking about John Malkovich, I am. And and that's, actor.
0: That's what I'm saying. Because he was the best part of this movie, y- y- you have to give him that Like nobody else should have played that role.
1: I think he did something special with that role and made it something, uh, same, something that I wanted to watch. Because if there was, like, we, like I said, Dylan McDermott, fucking it's shitty in that not movie. Not good. And I don't want to watch him when he's on screen.
0: Yeah. And, but when John Malkovich Clint is he's I'm kind of captivated phoning. by it. Yeah. Well, and he, he has he the has, best scenes in the movie, too. He has the better, the better character, like, arc. He has the better, like, uh, backstory. Not really. You could have,
1: okay, the, the partner of, of, uh, uh, Dylan McDermott's part could have been played really well he's got a guy who's struggling with his ability to yeah. be a, to be a it, secret service agent he's really taking it he almost gets killed like four times in the movie and then, then he, does. he does get killed yeah. and he's but you don't care at all he's going through all his emotional struggles if you had someone who could actually act in that part it would have been a great character arc What's, and then when he dies you should have cared
0: yeah absolutely I don't give a fuck yeah nobody cared nobody cared in that theater they were just like whoa he's dead <laughs> <laughs> and you care more about... John Malkovich.
1: Exactly. But we should get something from Clint Eastwood in that movie with regard to his partner. Clint Eastwood
0: doesn't care about his partner. <laughs>
1: like, well, why that's the, that's why the, should we that's care about his partner? That's kind of the point of that movie. Yeah, though. but but
0: then we don't, as a as a viewer, we don't get enough of that character to care about that character. He wasn't weak enough. He should have been weaker. He wasn't weak enough as a character yeah. to be like,
1: weak in, not uh, not in his acting. I mean, his his character wasn't a weak mm-hmm he didn't show himself as a weak person. Like he didn't show character flaws
0: and all those things. There's a one scene in a car where he's like, I got nightmares, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. And, and Clint Eastwood says basically like, stop being such a a wussy and fucking man up. You're fine. You're going to make a good agent. He's like, okay. (laughs) And then he dies. Yeah. And then he gets (laughs) shot. Yeah.
1: Um, Is this an example of John Malkovich's best work? It could be. Because I don't really like Tim Alvarez that much. I would say no. Okay, what's an example of his best work? Because I don't
0: really like most of his work. I think he's better in red.
1: <laughs> that's a comedy role, man. Doesn't matter.
0: He's awesome in red.
1: That's a... I... You can't... I. That's where apples and oranges. This is a dramatic no. role. No, no. Yeah. Put him up against another dramatic role of his. All right. That would be comparing Al- Liam Neeson's best actor to Liam Neeson's... Uh
0: taken. Or like uh him and taken versus him and love actually. Yes. <laughs> Alright, I'll I'll bring up John Malkovich. Actually, no, that would be like comparing him and Schindler's list to him in love actually. <laughs> yeah, right. Al, br- bring up John Malkovich's uh uh disc or his discography, not his discography, his fucking his Filmography? Filmography, that's what it's called. Uh
1: Of mice and men he is fantastic in. Yes. That he would. That's plays a, a better great movie. That's a
0: better role. Yes. I mean, he plays
1: a great character in that.
0: Um, and actually,
1: burn after reading, he is f- he's funny and dramatic in comedy. You can't compare it. <laughs> no, I said funny and dramatic in.
0: Yeah. Well, he's he's a, a dramatic. Wouldn't I? I mean, nah,
1: nah. you know, rounders. I wouldn't consider that a great role, but he was good in rounders too. Give the men his money. You know, I'm actually kind of a John Malkovich fan. I still think out of all those movies, In the Line of Fire is his best role.
0: All right, give it to him. What's the next? Uh, what's the next one? Believable in the role. Yes. Yes, he's believable. I, he's. I mean, he's the. He's one of the only characters you believe in the, in the role.
1: And are you interested in in, in his character? Do you? Yes, are you he's invested. The, in he's his the character? only character that you're invested in in that movie. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually invested in that character. Yeah, and that's the only person I'm invested in that whole movie. Yeah. Okay, so well, he got his, four and a half.
0: Four and a half. <laughs> he did. You've got to be kidding me. Not better than Ray Fiennes. Ugh. Only by half point. Jesus Christ. All right,
1: uh, let's move on to Leonardo DiCaprio. But I will say, in John Malkovich's defense, this was the movie that he was going to get because he does great. Sure, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. It was his
0: role <laughs> in Gilbert Grape uh, yes, Oscar-worthy? Yes, it was good. It was yes. I
1: will agree with that. Would the movie be the same with a different actor? I think it would. I think you could have any actor at that time play this role. Any actor of the same age.
0: I mean... Maybe River Phoenix, but he died.
1: Uh, River Phoenix and Leo Caprio could be replaced in any movie until he died. I don't think so. And by the way, this movie was made the year before,
0: so if you had River Phoenix in that role... Oh, it would have been his last role. It would have been his last role. Ooh. I I can't see anybody else doing that role. All right, half point. He better not get less than fucking John Malkovich. (laughs) I can't believe John Malkovich got a four and a half. That doesn't make any sense. I feel like he got a four. It's our own I thought I gave metric. him two half points. No. You
1: agree? You really want to argue about this? <laughs> we have it on tape.
0: Yeah, he got a half point for
1: Oscar worthy. We had a full point for, would the movie be the same or with a different actor? Because we both said, no, he wouldn't. Okay. And then, example of their best work. You finally agreed that after looking at all those, it would not be he, yeah, that that is his he, best work.
0: Uh, I mean, he was just Javert- is-,
1: is he believable? Yes, he's fucking believable. Yeah. And then, are you invested in the character? You said, that's the only person I'm invested in. That's four and a half. Fuck. <laughs> all right, go on. <laughs> Leonardo Back to Leonardo DiCaprio. So three. three, example of his best work. Now, this is the problem. Yes. Do, you think this is an example of his best work? You don't think Revenant is better than he, this? Revenant is, is good too, but he lost himself into the role. He ate bison liver for the other movie, honestly.
0: It's, it's definitely one of his best, best I works. think it's worth it, but do you think it's his best work? If you were to put all the Leonardo DiCaprio no, 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 no. The, the, the category isn't that it is absolutely his best work. No, it's, it's an example of an his ex- best work. It, this is absolutely an example of his best work. It is one of his best roles.
1: I, th- I think that he's gotten so much better over time Well this was one That's of- a compliment to him
0: yeah yes he I mean but he's he's he was a young actor at this time this is one of the first like major you know roles that he did and he lost himself completely into this role in a very compelling way and absolutely that would be something where you look at him as a young actor especially as a young actor and at the time specifically you go wow. This kid's going to do some really, really significant work.
1: I don't really in, agree in his with future. that, but I'll give it to him. But yeah. I don't really agree with that that's, a, that's an example of his best work over time. I think if you would have been in 1993, yes. Looking back from 2018, it is not the example of his best work. Believable in the role. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely. And are you invested in his character? Yeah, you're invested in character. Yes. So we got four and a half.
0: With an okay. asterisk,
1: because I don't know no, if I believe it. it's no, no. the best.
0: Four, four and a half. We're moving on.
1: <laughs> the example <laughs> of his best work. I'm I'm still,
0: but okay. All right. Um. Peter Poseltwait. I did it too. I had his name so see, good. See? Peter Poseltwait. Yeah. He should have had a stage name. Peter P. Peter P. That's Peter P. The, would have been way better. That's what I wrote down from my list. Uh. Peter Poseltwait in in the name of the father. He plays the father. Uh. Giuseppe. Uh. He plays Daniel Day Lewis's father and he's 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 really good and he's really good in this in this movie. Um you know this is Daniel Day-Lewis uh follow up to My Left Foot I think. Um done by the same director I even I even think. I like this movie a lot better. It's it's just got a like a better story. It's another, you know, biopic. Is it Oscar worthy? Absolutely for me. Okay. Um yeah.
1: I I actually don't I don't know if I agree with this movie being an Oscar movie. Really? I think I don't. I think it's a uh at this time, from this time forward, everything fucking Daniel Day-Lewis does gets nominated for an Oscar.
0: What he does, the movie's not necessarily? Yeah. Do almost they, do every they single all? thing
1: Almost every single thing he does from for this best movie picture? on, from Mile of Foot actually on, almost every single thing he does, he or the movie gets nominated for an Academy Award. Huh. Well, I think he gets nominated every time. It's ridiculous. Uh,
0: Because he
1: actually doesn't do that many movies.
0: No. But
1: almost every single fucking movie he does.
0: Hollywood's golden boy.
1: It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. But he was... I I think that this actor is a good actor. Um, I think he's a solid actor. But like you said, I think he's a character actor. Yes. And I don't think he's a uh, lead actor. So I think he fits... So I think on our
0: metric... But he definitely plays a supporting role in this movie.
1: Yeah. So I think on our, our metric, well, I'll, uh,
0: we'll go. So the, I, don't th-
1: I don't think it's Oscar worthy.
0: It's, it's. He's really good. I absolutely think it's Oscar worthy.
1: I have this weird thing, though, about British actors. Oh, my God. no, 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 no. No, <coughs> no British actors, I think we judge them on a different level. <coughs> I don't know why. But I think Americans judge British actors on a different level. Hmm. I think if you speak with a British accent, you automatically think someone is a better actor. Not Hugh Grant. True, <laughs> but I think, for the most part, if you are a accomplished actor, no matter what you do, you are thought of as a better actor because you're British. I don't know why, but if you look over the Academy, if you look over mm. the, the people who are thought of as prolific, mm. they are usually British actors. And I don't know why. Mm,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. I don't think that's necessarily the case with this particular movie.
1: I think... Okay, so that's why I don't think it's ca- Oscar-worthy. I think that it is a typical part. I think he's playing the part great, but is he going above and beyond? I don't know if he's doing that.
0: All right, we'll give him half point. Uh, next.
1: Like, would this be the same with a different actor? I think you could put several actors of the same caliber in this role, and it would not change the movie at all. As long as they are an accomplished actor.
0: You know, I I'd probably agree with you, because... It's the movie itself. I think it Daniel Day Lewis is. Uh, you is can't. You Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, you
1: you can't replace him. Right. This guy you could replace because maybe um, he fits into every movie he is. He molds into him. He's a chameleon. He is. He's. a chameleon, you know, <laughs> he which he needs to be he's for a character, as an actor. actor. Yeah. Character. He fits into every single movie. But does that mean that he, in a way, to be an Academy Award-winning actor, you also have to stand out a little bit? Yeah and i don't think he stands out. Well, i mean the i think he's
0: doing his job. The the chemistry, the father-son struggle chemistry is played really well. But he's playing next to Daniel Day-Lewis. That's true. <laughs> he has a lot of help. Every everybody he that plays with Daniel Day-Lewis is yeah. going to be great.
1: <clears throat> um
0: All right, so no points there, fuck. Okay.
1: And then um example of their best work. Now i think it probably is the
0: example of his best work. Well, the, the he, problem is he's great in everything. He's, he's, I can't
1: find he's... One solid where in he's, everything
0: where he's mediocre. Yeah. He's like, solid
1: in everything. And he plays, just, he's got a very distinctive face. Yes, he does. So if you see you can always see him. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised he's a, been in so many movies because his face is so distinctive. Uh, oh, you mean
0: as just sort of that character actor type?
1: Yeah. It's well, hard to be a character not, actor well, when you have no, such a distinctive face. Not necessarily.
0: I mean, like, he's not going to be a leading man necessarily. Well, a
1: lot of times, guys that have that look are not character actors. You know, Robert De Niro is not an attractive man, and he is, a, he is not a character actor because he's got this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you're a character actor, usually good looking, and you can... Isn't he an Amistad, too? He's an Amistad. God, he's so good. Yeah. He's always, those, he's always in all these, those movies where you have, need a British guy. A, like a really solid, solid British guy, solid acting a British, British a general guy, general
0: yeah. or uh yeah, who 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 carries a gravitas with him that is respected. Yeah, on screen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I I I mean every role is his best work. So you know you yes,
1: I mean okay, I'll give one point for example of best work, believable in the role. He's believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: of course. You you believe the struggle between him and his son,
1: and then um. Are you invested in his character? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, in this movie specifically, you're invested
0: oh, in his character. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, it would, yeah, it, like we talked about earlier, like when he dies, <clears throat> and then, then they get exonerated, and he never gets, like he wanted it so bad while he was in prison, and it's, it's heart-wrenching, yeah. Three
1: and a half, we got. We got Three and a half. Now, for those of you out there in podcast land that may not be agreeing with something that we're saying, throw us a tweet or Instagram us at uh, switch the envelope on Instagram or switch envelope at At Twitter. Twitter. And, you know, respond to some of these things. If you really don't agree with something we're saying, instead of uh, yelling at your phone, like I know most of you are doing right now.
0: um, Or they they could go to uh, our Facebook group page, join the the group. uh, Yeah. And start a thread. Where you talk about how much you hated our assessment of, you know, uh, Tommy Lee Jones in this yeah, episode. Yeah, and whatever. go on our Reddit
1: page. Do we have a Reddit page? No, we don't.
0: No, yeah, Somebody start a Reddit page, and then you could go and talk, talk bad about us there. <laughs> yeah, continue the conversation, um, any of those social platforms. Uh, now getting to the people who were not nominated. That's that, all the nominees? That's all the nominees.
1: Wow, okay, that's, so of the people that were nominated... You're gonna hate this.
0: I know. John Malkovich and Leonardo DiCaprio at a dead dead nuts tie.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's funny because we would already know we'd switch the envelope from Tommy Lee Jones. Yes.
0: Yeah. He, he is the weakest on our on our metric. Um, a close second, Ray Fiennes. Uh, but now we're getting into those who were not nominated that probably should. Our two, Jeff Goldblum and Val Kilmer. Let's start with Jeff Goldblum.
1: Okay, let's go, Jeff Goldblum. Is, so is, is Doctor Ian worthy?
0: is Doctor Ian Malcolm Oscar worthy? Is that the question you're asking? <laughs> That's
1: what I'm asking. Yes.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: of fucking lutely Okay, I'll go with you on that. He, I love Jeff Goldblum as an actor too much to say it's not <laughs> after, it's not Oscar-worthy. <laughs> Point. Moving on. <laughs> because I, I love Jeff Goldblum. I'll see anything he's in. Except I will The Fly. Too. The Fly freaks me out.
0: No, The Fly's good, though.
1: Oh, man. It's, it's too creepy when he's turning into The Fly. The
0: Fly is real good
1: okay would the movie be the same with a different actor in the character no absolutely not no <laughs> you can't no put way. anybody else in that character <laughs> and have it be the same he's got that 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 way of of, of speaking where he stops
0: and then he not only not only does he have the words yeah not only does kind he of have Shatner-ish. his unique delivery and personality but he also has this like swagger to him? Yeah, he's got the coolest swagger so you gotta ever. have both of those to get that character right, and he matches it perfectly. Well, it probably
1: he brought, probably brought so much Gold Bloom-ish-ness Oh yeah, ness to it, to that that it just changed the character completely.
0: Absolutely. I'm, I would be curious to look up who was supposed to play that character. I can't even think of somebody else that would even begin to match what Jeff Goldblum did in that movie.
1: We should, we should look that up at some point and say who was supposed to play that character instead of him. Nah, just get the point and move on. <laughs> <laughs> I said at some point at some point example yeah. of their best work
0: yeah it's one of his most iconic roles I mean Independence Day but Independence Day is not a good role
1: yeah it's it, I think it's Jeff does. Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum
0: but like that movie doesn't give him a lot to work with yeah I, I mean they upload mean a virus upload. With, a, with a MacBook. <laughs> like okay apparently you uh, mean the
1: Apple 2C is not gonna yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently gonna aliens
0: <laughs> aliens use IOS yeah. so you know um is he believable in the role? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Although when I will he, When say, he's giving that like, <sighs> chaos theory water droplet thing, I'm like, the dude, scientist. Yeah. Like, he's real.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this guy gets laid by everybody.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's she's going to bang the shit out of him. Laura Dern wants Ian Malcolm so hard. So hard. <laughs> well, she wants, uh, she wants the other guy for the money. He literally got her wet with droplets of water.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Uh, next um are you invested in his character
0: yes yes i want him to not get eaten by that t-rex when he's in the back of that jeep you know i but there
1: as a as a disclaimer he almost i would almost take all of this back after seeing jurassic world because he is not good in it the addition of his daughter yeah and and uh we're not talking about that role yeah, with Vince Vaughn and his daughter, it's a terrible movie. I mean, the movie itself is terrible, and it's not well written. He could not save he, it. He could not save it. Yeah. It was almost like they put him in there like, hey, we got this great character in the first one.
0: Well, he's just a carryover, we're, yeah.
1: Because they realized how good of character they had mm-hmm. written for, for him. And then it was almost like a happy accident. They're like, oh, the second movie, yeah, we're going to make Jurassic World just about Dr. Malcolm. And then they couldn't make a movie good enough for him.
0: Yeah, I agree. So. so, But we're not judging him on that movie. This movie. No, this movie, yes. Completely. Did blooms. we just give him a five? Yeah. Yeah, he, we gave he, him five yeah, fingers. Of course he gets a he gets five. He five fingers, Jeff Goldblum. For, for Jurassic Park, absolutely. Yeah, we're not slanted against anybody in this. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Val, Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Is Doc Holliday an Oscar caliber role? Absolutely.
1: Yes. There's no way that's not an Oscar caliber role. He did so much to, for that role.
0: Yeah, not only did he do a lot personally uh, to get where he needed to be for that role, he is the anchor of that movie. But not only that, when like the movie's you, cool without him, but he makes it epic. But not only that, when you
1: think now of the gunfight at the O.K. Corral, mm-hmm. you think of Val Kilmer's shooting shot Doc Holliday. Yeah, I mean that's the person you think of. He
0: became the Kleenex to tissue paper.
1: Exactly. You
0: know what I'm saying? (laughs) He came the Band-Aid to bandages. Right? Exactly. Uh, Okay, would the movie be the same with a different actor? Absolutely not, because they made the same movie with a different actor, and it wasn't as good. (laughs) It was
1: fucking terrible. And the actor they used was actually a good actor, and it was terrible.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay, Uh, is this an example of their best work? Yes.
1: I would say the only other movie that comes close to it is... um, Wonderland. He does a fantastic job in Wonderland, but I would still say this one is better.
0: This is this is some of his best. His, I would say this is his work. best work. There's a there's a movie where he plays an inmate with a goatee and he's fat. Um, where he's really good in the movie. I don't remember the name of this movie. Uh, it's not some, real genius. No, it's not real genius. That's uh, <laughs> some of his best work. He he, pl- he plays an inmate in a prison. And he's got a goatee and he's fat. Velcomer um, must be recent. It's not that recent, but it's more recent than Tombstone. Uh he's really good in that movie. Um but I don't remember the name of that movie, but he um he definitely this is one of his his best.
1: I'm of the opinion that this is his best.
0: Okay. He gets a point. 3. Uh is he believable as Doc Holiday? I think we <laughs> yeah. I think we've already uh <laughs> you know waxed poetically enough to Even though the do story
1: that. is completely wrong and Doc Holiday probably wasn't even there. Doesn't matter. I don't even care.
0: Nah. No. I yeah, I believe he has tuberculosis. I believe he was a, you know, uh, this awesome gunfighter. Absolutely.
1: And what's funny is in all of his movies, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, his trick that he does in every single movie, he always puts a, a finger trick in every movie. It's like his signature. He does it in every single movie he's ever done.
0: Does he do it in Top Gun?
1: He does it in Top Gun. He does a finger trick in Top Gun? He does gun? a finger trick in Top I know Top he, gun. Does, he does a little mouth bite. He has a mouth bite, but he yeah. also does it with a pen. Oh, in Top Gun. That's right. In every movie, he does a finger trick. Hmm. But in Tombstone, is I think Tombstone's got, got to be the only movie where the finger trick becomes a part of the character.
0: It, it's like a it's poker a coin. chip. Or is it a coin? It's, it's coin or poker chip. Maybe it's both. Yeah. yeah. You know.
1: But that becomes part of his character. And that's, I think, the only movie where it really felt like part of the character. But in every movie he does it.
0: Yeah. It and now I'm going to be so aware when I watch Val Kilmer in a movie. Anytime like,
1: you see Val Kilmer, you're going to see, even um, back to Real Genius, he does some kind of finger huh. trick in every single movie. That's
0: It's like Brad Pitt eating yeah he eats in every single movie like well in it drives almost, me crazy in almost every scene he's got gum or he's eating something <laughs> or you know yeah like the first time in Fight club <clears throat> when
1: he calls calls uh calls him on the phone he's eating on the phone hmm yeah. yeah uh
0: and are you invested in this character yes absolutely <coughs> yeah yeah after seeing this movie I was like I wanna I want a cowboy hat like I do not like like actually I uh, want I just want to, to have a side- by-side shotgun but. Yeah, right. I, I wanted to be a cowboy so bad. Oh, not a cowboy, like a, like a sheriff, because cowboys were be bad guys. But, like, um, I, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to be like a fucking small town sheriff in. Although the guy that plays you know,
1: Johnny Ringo, you know, the guy from yeah. Navy SEALs or you know, like uh, those movies, that guy, he was so
0: good in that movie. There is a litany of great acting happening. I think it's one of but, Kurt Russell's best roles. You've got Sam Elliott. You yeah. got. Um, was it, is I it, think Kurt uh, Russell's
1: best role is actually Backdraft,
0: but that's a really good role for him too. Yeah, um,
1: Kurt Russell Sam is Elliot such is, a badass. This is definitely this Sam Elliott's
0: ba- best role. It's yeah, it's one of his this best movies. I
1: mean, without Sam Elliott, it's kind is of it, a little um, less.
0: Bill Paxton is great in this movie. I don't yeah. think it's his best
1: role though. I think he's kind of a weaker. Weak I mean, it's better one. than Twister. Actually, I thought he was better in Twister. Really? Yeah, uh, he's way better in Twister uh, than he wasn't. He was the weaker
0: movie. <laughs> you don't like Twister? It's fine. I think it's fun movie. It's really dated. It doesn't hold up. Never. A it ton. didn't hold up
1: back then either. I, yeah, I know. But it was. It was. It's.
0: I think it's a fun movie. It is fun. It is fun. Um. Anyway, so g- reviewing our scores: Tom Lee Jones, three, Ray Fiennes four, John Malkovich four and a half, Leonardo DiCaprio four and a half, Peter Postlethwaite three and a half, Jeff Goldblum five, five. Val Kilmer five. five. Okay. We have another tie, and we have another tie outside of our nominee list.
1: Well, in my opinion, if we have a tie, it goes to Val Kilmer. Absolutely.
0: I would say that Doc Holliday is a deeper role than Jeff Goldblum's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. All right. So Hollywood, again, you messed up. You fucked up like always. You, you gave the Oscar except for the Best Picture. Best Picture, spot on. Spot on. But spot for on. the Best
1: Supporting Actor this year, you, you
0: screwed the pooch. So so made the wrong choice. Tommy Lee Jones. I'm sorry. Stop scowling at us. <laughs> You, just smile just a little bit um, you, you've had a great career but you don't deserve this Oscar it goes to somebody who wasn't even nominated please take it away from Tommy Lee Jones give it right to Val Kilmer awesome alright thus ends another wonderful episode of Switch the Envelope Jeff yep I feel good I feel really good about this one I do too uh, and I think we made the right decision we're helping we're helping Hollywood out I agree
1: I 100% agree. And I think Hollywood should thank us, actually. I think they should send us a nice note, a nice, uh, nicely worded letter, not a strongly worded yeah. letter, Nice, nicely worded letter thanking us for correcting their mistakes, really. They should. People yeah. really like it when you correct their mistakes.
0: Maybe send us one of those Oscar gift bags that we hear so much about. Exactly. You know.
1: It's like when we tell somebody whom instead of who. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing, mm-hmm. in essence, but for Hollywood, we're telling them you need to say whom yeah. not who. Yeah,
0: we're sort of like grammar Nazis for, exactly. for a word Exactly. Choice. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I wouldn't pre- pronounce myself as a Nazi.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't like the term, but that's what they call I it. I would say grammar police. Sure. Okay, grammar police. We're grammar police
1: for them for, for the Oscars. messing up on the Oscars.
0: Yeah. We're we're writing the wrongs of Hollywood's past. I like that. And so, then that means there's only one one more thing to do. Yes. To close out this episode. And I think it's a really easy dedication this year.
1: It's a really easy dedication. However,
0: we're going to switch, we're gonna oh, switch it God. up.
1: We are going to switch up our dedication. Oh,
0: like we switched up our category. We mm-hmm. are.
1: Because we switched up our category. Now, the easy thing would be for us to dedicate this podcast to Sam Elliott for Tombstone. However, we've given so much love to Tombstone this year.
0: There was somebody else in 1993 that needs love. So,
1: we're going to dedicate this podcast to the star of the 1994 film, The Madness of King George, Helen Mirren. Oh. That one's
0: for you, Corey. the best dedication ever
1: (laughs) we'll return to our dedications (sighs) next week that's still The following has been a Riff Laugh production.